Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Democracy podcast, a podcast that's not actually a podcast. It's not that formal. It's really just voice memos to you, my friend. And I am Becky. I am the creator of Democracy. If you don't engage with me in my other work on Instagram and my email list and my live events, um, then you may not have heard me say this, but Democracy Sexy is all about making democracy sexy so more people do it. And this little podcast that's not a podcast is a new experiment for me um, to just find another way to connect with y'all and share some thoughts in an informal, intimate way um, that's different from the types of content that I have been putting out. So please do find me on Instagram if you're not connected with me there. That's where most of my content comes out. Ballot guides information about how the political system works, especially in Texas, um, and lots of other fun stuff. So I wanted to start out this this episode, I guess we're calling it, of this not podcast, um, and welcome you. Thank you so much for being here and giving me a chance to connect with you in this way. Um I wanted to share some thoughts that I had after seeing the movie She Said over the weekend. And if you're not familiar with this film, it is the story of the two New York Times reporters who spent three years investigating Harvey Weinstein's misdeeds. Oh, that's like a really (laughs) gentle way of saying it. Um, And ultimately... Uh, their work led to his trial and um, and his being served justice. Uh, those reporters are Megan Tui and Jody Cantor of the New York Times. And I just, I was not, I, I knew it was going to be an intense movie, of course, because of the subject matter, but I did not expect to be moved and to feel it resonate with me on so many different levels. Um, both of these reporters are also mothers, and watching them navigate motherhood and heterosexual marriages at home while also engaged in not just a job, but a vocation, a higher calling of uh, reporting, investigative reporting, and really dismantling patriarchy in a way that required a lot of time away from their family to work toward that goal and, and just seeing the personal sacrifice that that requires that really resonated on such a personal level for me. Um, if you have followed my work on elections, you know that I was working really hard, um, putting together events and lots of civic education content leading up to the 2022 election that just happened. And, I worked so hard to try and get people engaged and um, turning their friends out to vote and getting as many people as possible who were disturbed by the way that our leaders, especially here in Texas, I'm really focused on um, the state level here in Texas. And, you know, I was really hopeful that um, the way that they had attacked women's ability to navigate their own lives and bodies and same for trans people and intersex people and families of trans kids. Um, 
and allowed the grid to fail, all the all these things, all these things that seemed just unquestionably not okay. I really was hopeful that we would be able to get those folks out of office. And it didn't happen. And I'll be honest, I had a pretty emotionally difficult time. Um the few days, especially right after the election. And I was asking myself, should I have done more or could I have done things differently? And then maybe the outcome would have been better. Um, Or in my darkest moments, I've wondered, like, is it even worth it for me to continue trying to do this work of making change in a state that is so hostile to progress? Um, Should I just give up? And of course, I'm just one person, right? Like, I'm not going to fix the entire state of Texas. But but I've been engaging with these questions. Um, and then two days after the election, my sweet husband sat me down and said that I had been spending too much time disengaged from our family while I was engaged in the work of change making and that that wasn't sustainable. And I knew that. Um you know, I was on my on my phone creating content when I'm, we're sitting at dinner and like that's just not a way to be for an extended period of time. But it's really difficult, I think, for any of us to find balance between work and a home life, but especially for those of us whose work isn't just work, who we feel that we are working um, to change systems, we are working to create a better future, or just anybody whose work is their purpose and not just a job. So I was grappling with a lot of that the last couple of weeks. And um, a lot of that was, you know, kind of simmering under the surface for me as I went and sat and watched, she said, the film. And I just, I felt so deeply seen seeing the experiences of these women who also were working toward a higher purpose, who were also trying to balance small children at home and a husband while trying to also engage in this work that that requires so much personal sacrifice. Um, and, you know, I definitely go seek out the articles that they've written about Harvey Weinstein. But more than anything, please see the movie. And I'll say more about that at the end of this. But, um, and I'm, you know, I don't think I can really spoil the movie for you because we all know what happened, but it really goes deeply into what the process of doing that investigative reporting was like for them and the tremendous amount of putting themselves on the line, their safety on the line, and also just how difficult it was to connect with these women and convince these women to come and speak out and share their stories um, when the climate for them to do that was didn't feel safe and when nobody else was doing it. So at the very beginning of the film, these women are talking about okay, we want to do this story. We want to do this investigation into Harvey Weinstein and and the workplace abuse. Um, But it was pretty shortly after Trump had been elected and they're like, you know, this Hollywood access tape came out, grabbing by the pussy and all these accusations had come out and he still became president. Does it even matter? 
what we're trying to do here? Will anyone care? Will anyone pay any attention to this? Will it do anything? Um, and that that hit home for me. I mean, I'm asking myself these questions after this election, right, where it felt like nothing has changed. Um, and several other reporters had tried to do this type of investigation before, and they could never really make it happen. They couldn't get anywhere. They couldn't get the women to go on the record. And ultimately, it took these two reporters three years to do the investigation, to do the reporting of this one story. And at the beginning, they could only get one person willing to go on the record. Um, but, you know, the, they kept at it and one turned into two. And after the reporting came out, in the end, something like 82 women came forward and told their stories. And I'm getting emotional talking about that because um, it just, it reignited for me um, my own desire to keep at the work that I do and the change making that I'm trying to, um, to make change making, I'm trying to make happen. Oh, this is what happens when you make a podcast that's not professionally edited. You guys just get it raw. Um, but, um, you know, the issue of workplace harassment and assault and power imbalance under patriarchy hasn't gone away, obviously. Um, but progress is being made and Weinstein isn't going to be able to hurt anyone else. And change is really slow, but that doesn't mean we should stop trying. And she said was a wonderful inspiration for me personally to remember those things and to keep trying, but it's not easy. Um, but you know, art is so important, I think, in uh, giving us that fuel and that inspiration to keep going when it feels hard. So I just can't possibly uh, capture here all of the ways that this movie was incredible, all the many layers to it, all the the feelings that it left me feeling. And, and I'm going to think I'm going to be unpacking it for a long time. And it also just unearthed for me a lot of uh, emotions that I didn't know were kind of simmering there below the surface for me. I went with two uh, friends and when we were talking about it immediately afterwards, the tone of voice that came out of me as I was talking about it, what I had not heard myself in that way. There was some rage and sorrow and there was just a lot. And um, the sweet guy who w had to clean the theater had to come in and like sort of gruffly ask us to leave because we were just in there like really unpacking things um so that was kind of funny and I think I'm gonna go and see it again so if anybody wants to go see the film with me please hit me up and let's make a plan um but if you don't go with me please I'm actually kind of begging you to go see this movie she said because it's not doing great at the box office and I'm worried about what it says to movie studios if nobody goes to see films like this, films about change making, films about women's stories. I want those stories to keep getting told. And so I want to encourage all of you 
to do your part to make sure that those stories keep getting told. And I promise you won't regret it. It is a rich film and it will give you many feels. So just be prepared for that. Um, I think that's it for this little voice memo. Uh, please do find me on Instagram at democracy. You can also, if you go to democracy.com, you can sign up for my other email list, which is less um, philosophical, I guess. It's more like uh, practical matters about events that I'm doing or ballot guides that I'm preparing. So if you are here in Austin and probably a lot of other cities in Texas, there's a runoff election going on. Voting starts Thursday, December 1st. Election day is December the 13th. So I will be hopefully tomorrow, December 1st, putting out my runoff ballot guide for the city of Austin election. Um, Thank you so much for being here. I am going to be kind of sporadic about these, so I'm not going to commit to any certain schedule because it's just voice memos. But I'm so happy that you're here, and I hope that you'll let me know what you think if you saw She Said. Um, I'm going to be setting up a little group chat for subscribers, and so look out for that. Also, look out for the next essay coming up on the Democracy Sexy Substack. It's not going to be written by me, actually. It's going to be written by one of my favorite, favorite writers, Tolly Mosley. Um, I got to preview it today, so that should be coming on Friday. So keep an eye out for that one. It's really good. All right, y'all. Take care.